the advice given during this podcast is common knowledge and opinion based. Tish is not a licensed professional. Welcome to the first episode of Talking with Tish. If y'all made it this far, then y'all already know my name is Tish. I'm just a Southern girl from Texas. Um, I really love giving advice to all my friends. So I just wanted to create a podcast where I could give everyone a safe space to, you know, email me, bounce ideas off of me. Um, any questions you might have, um, I, I'll be willing to give my opinion on it and kind of help everybody out. So that's basically what talking with Tish is about. Um, so let's get into the song of the day. So this segment of the podcast is where I give you guys a song that I've been listening to that could be relevant to my life or just something that new that I've heard. Something like that. So the first song of the day this week is Black Message by Mo3. He's a Dallas artist. And so this song came out back in 2014, about six years ago. And basically with everything that's going on in the world right now, um, it's just a vulgar depiction of, you know, how the black community feels and, you know, how, how these things affect us on a daily basis. So that's my song of the day. Again, it's Black Message by Mo3. And he's a local Dallas artist. So the next segment of the show is the Talking With Tish portion. This portion is where I have questions that you guys have emailed me and I answer them or I give you my opinion, my advice. Or it can also be topics you want me to expand on or give my opinions on or how I feel about them. Alright, so my first email comes from a listener and alright, so let me pull it up right here. It comes from Lala. So her subject line is I feel like my engagement ring is boring. What should I do? So she says in her email, I've tried to fall in love with it the past month, but I just don't know. I know it sounds mean to say But I can't say it to my fiance's face yet without feeling as though I would hurt him. I want to bring it up in the most gentlest way possible because even if I ever end up, if I never end up loving it, I wouldn't want for us to wait too long and not be able to return it to a store um, or get a different stone that's a different cut. It's a round cut solitaire. I know this sounds rude, but it's very, very small. I think it might be anywhere from 0.1 to 0.2 carats, if that gives you an idea. Um, She says, the thing that I don't like about it is there's nothing else to the band. It's a plain yellow gold ring band besides the diamond. A friend of mine has a solitaire around my size, but the band is really cool because it's almost like a twisted braid design. Another friend has a solitaire with a plain band, but hers is a one carat and also has a secret design and smaller stones underneath the band. It's absolutely beautiful. Only one of my friends has about a two carat stone with a halo. Because I like everyone's ring but mine, 
even the smaller rings get attention because the, the design is so unique in some way, whereas mine isn't. One family member of mine told me that I should lose the ring and even she told me how much she didn't like it, nor would she wear it. And that really hurt my feelings. I love my fiance, but not the ring. All right, Lala. All I can say is I would definitely first be honest with your fiance, right? Um, a lot of men, they don't have good taste in like, you know, rings and things like that. They, they're pretty simple when it comes to an engagement ring, right? So when maybe if you guys didn't go beforehand and kind of discuss what you like, then that could be really one of the reasons why you got something really simple. Um, you would definitely know your fiance's situation more than we would. So if you guys are able to, you know, talk about getting a new ring or, you know, being able to upgrade after the wedding. Um, a lot of people have a engagement ring and then they get a different wedding ring. So you could definitely talk to him about that. But like I say, it's definitely a part of knowing his situation financially and then just being honest because at the end of the day, I'm sure your fiance wants you to be happy and he wants you to be able to show your ring off. That's the whole point of a ring. It's just for everybody else to know that you're taking. Um, and then the last thing I'll say is the art of comparison. I would hate for you to, you know, base everything off of what your friends have. Definitely base it off simply what you like. Um, I, I definitely understand though, um, seeing people's rings around you and kind of, you know, feeling like theirs is better than yours or like yours doesn't measure up. So first and foremost, just be honest with your fiance and see, you know, what you guys can figure out. I'm sure he'll be open to it as long as you don't put it as in a way that you're being ungrateful um, and it should work out for you. All right, y'all. So the next question, the next email comes from Sam or Samantha. So she says, hey, Tish, my boyfriend is re refusing to talk to me since last week. We actually didn't get into a big fight. So I'm really confused on why he's acting like this. I've been sending him messages, but it just went on delivered. We've been together for two years, and this is the first time that I didn't get any response from him all week. No matter how much effort I did try to talk to him, he refuses to. I just wanted to make things clear with him and even talk about breaking up, but he didn't open any of my messages. We are currently on quarantine and I really wanted to go to his house so we can settle this. The heavy feeling on my chest just keeps on getting worse every single day. If he wanted to end things with me, then I need to hear that so I can start to move on. Should I go? Should I wait for his response? I need your advice. All right, Sam. So in my own experience, I can say that men like to change their minds all the time. Now, this is a two-year relationship, so that's a really long time to just, you know, up and change your mind and not want to talk to your girlfriend anymore. But we do have to think about we're in quarantine right now. So I hate to say it, but maybe he's living a double life. Um, for you, I would say it's very normal to want closure in, in a situation like this. So I would say just whatever is best for you. I think you should definitely go to his house if you know where he lives. Um, when you know that he'll be there, 
just so you can see you know what's really going on because you definitely deserve to get closure in this situation um and i don't want you to wait for his response because because with men it can really take a really long time for them to feel like they should respond to you or maybe they won't respond at all so i think you should definitely go to his house or um definitely try to reach out to him if you know where he works or something like that i know it kind of sounds a little stalkerish but with a two-year relationship you definitely deserve that closure from him and just to see what what's going on all right so the next question comes from comes from anonymous looks like they didn't put a name on their email so it says I found out that I had a sister from my dad's side a few months ago. She is staying with us with only me, our mom, my mom, and our dad temporarily for a while because of some issues on her mom's side of the family. I want to get to know who she is and try to be friends. The thing is, she's really quiet and reserved. Not just with us, but also new people that she meets in general. I have seen her loosen up with her sister, and it was like an entirely different person. She barely comes out of her room unless she is asked to go somewhere, and she barely speaks and gives small answers when I ask her question. What can I do to get her to open up? Alrighty, Anonymous. So, my, um, my advice to you with having a new sister i'm not sure how old you guys are you didn't say in your email but it's definitely probably a new situation for her i'm not sure how you since you just found out that you had a sister it's possible that something happened with your dad and she doesn't feel as comfortable so that's definitely why her and her sister's bond is a little bit stronger because i'm sure she grew up with her um and her mom's side and so now she's kind of been thrown into this new situation of living with maybe a family that she didn't even know know about until recently and finding out that she had a sister so it's probably that feeling of abandonment something like that so all i can say is probably give her a little bit of time definitely don't give up on her um i would say something cool you can try to do once quarantine is over try to just plan something super age appropriate for you guys um, I'm not sure how close in age you, you are, but something age appropriate, something that you feel like she might like, something you guys can do one-on-one -on -one together. And that could definitely, if you guys are having fun doing something, that could po possibly open her up to, you know, becoming close to you since she probably, you know, didn't really know about you from the beginning. All right, question four comes from Elijah. Alrighty, so in his email he reads, So I just started seeing this girl. She's wonderful and we get along very well. But there's one thing that bothers me. She's white and she has dreads. I personally don't mind the look of them on her. It's only the back of her hair and a lot of them are fake. My only issue is, is this problematic? Well, Elijah... I'm just going to say for you, um, this issue probably definitely runs deeper than it just being the dreads on her in her hair. Um, I'm guessing that you're African-American because that's probably the only reason that it's rubbing you the wrong way. Or if you're white, then it could be that you feel like 
she's trying to represent something that she's not or it could be she's making fun of some type of the african-american culture um definitely be honest with yourself figure out if this is a deal breaker for you and ask yourself why do the dress bother you so much um lastly i would probably suggest that you like talk to her about her motives like why does she want to have dreads does she know the significance of dreads and kind of you know just kind of dig into her i mean you say she's a great girl so you definitely don't want to use something as shallow as her hairstyle to write her off as if she's a wonderful girl you could be missing out on a great relationship so just ask yourself those questions definitely talk to her and see you know why she even decided that this was a hairstyle for her and definitely send back a response on you know what how the conversation went i would love to know give me some more detail about the dynamic of you guys relationship that would be great um and that's all i have for you elijah all right so the next email i received it was it wasn't really a question it was kind of just a suggestion on um on a topic that they wanted me to expand on basically that's kind of how i feel about the situation so this email is from anonymous so they asked me to expand on my pet peeves in a relationship so for me um i am married i'm 26 so i can definitely kind of chime in on this my pet peeves in a relationship so my first pet peeve is probably just being honest right so you definitely want your partner to always be honest with you no matter what and that's really my main pet peeve another one i have is if my significant other cannot be completely open and vulnerable with me so to me my mindset on a relationship is basically like your significant other should definitely be your best friend and as well as someone that you know you have that physical connection with right and so my biggest pet peeve is feeling like my partner isn't being vulnerable with me vulnerable with me and can't be open so that means as far as like your deepest fears your deepest you know regrets your greatest you know your greatest accomplishment accomplishments and things you want to you want to accomplish in life um your goals like being able to just be vulnerable and share everything with me that's pretty much one of my greatest pet peeves if you can't do that with me then why are we in a relationship right and then my last pet peeve that i have is probably expectations right so what this means is like when you're in a relationship the other person may not be able to communicate or may not be communicating what they expect from you but then they'll get upset with you because you didn't do something so that for example that's kind of like oh well i wanted you to bring me flowers the other day for our date night but how would they know that you like flowers or have you ever mentioned to them like that flowers mean something to you or your favorite flower so they would even think of that and then they were upset with you about it because you didn't bring the flowers so that's part of a pet peeve that i really really have like 
someone having those expectations of you but not communicating them to you. So that's just a few of my pet peeves. I'm really a, I really, I would say that I'm really easygoing in a relationship. And I don't have that many issues. It's just as far as being open and honest, that's one of the main things that I really value in a relationship. All right. So lastly, the last question of the day, question six. Again, it's not really a question, but this comes from Toya. She sent me an email and she wanted me to expand on black on black crime and cops versus the black man. So I know everything's pretty heavy in the United States right now, really in the whole world um, with the killing of an innocent black man, innocent black men, period. And so first I want to tackle the black on black crime and how I feel about it. So to me, black on black crime, I feel like it's just a, a distraction from the violence that black people experience with law enforcement or I guess um, white liberal, white conservatives um, or even, even conservatives period. So for the most part, I feel like it's a distraction from that violence that we experience and I also feel that black on black crime is definitely a problem but I feel like it's only been made a problem by the white man to condemn the black man. So in a sense what this means to me is like even in every community there's something that they call um, proximity crime. So when you're in the same area as certain people there's there's a natural instinct to that there's going to be violence between the people that are in the same proximity. So a lot of the statistics don't show that, you know, white on white crime, as we would call it in reference to black on black crime, has a higher rate than black on black crime does. So, but no one, no one actually calls it white on white crime, right? They just only coined that term black on black crime to condemn the African Americans in the United States. Um, I think that black on black crime and cops versus the black man is definitely unrelated. Um, they're not, a lot of people try to bring that up, um, in defense of the way that the cops use their power to, um, to kill the black man and get away with it. And so I feel like those are two separate two separate entities and they're not related at all but um lastly the cops versus the black man so i feel that police brutality stems from the kkk um i feel like members of the kkk decide to become policemen or sheriffs or what have you so that they can be a part of the KKK agenda and be hidden in plain sight and they can basically live out their own agenda to kill black men but frame it as as if they're protecting and serving the community right so a lot of this stems from being threatened 
by the strength of a black man. So, of course, this dates back to slavery and things like that. Of course, um, the black man was the stronger of the two. A lot of people don't know it, but white people were slaves before black people. But they couldn't, they weren't strong enough to withstand the the sun and different things like that because they didn't, they like melanin. So, I think that's that's a part of where racism stems from. Definitely the, the racism, the KKK, different things like that. And another reason that we're still talking about injustices geared towards the African-American community is because these cops and these these men that decide they want to kill a black, an innocent black man, um, justice is never served for them, right? So... In the instance of black-on-black -black crime, if there's a black man that kills another black man, he's in jail for life. No, no questions asked. But when a cop or someone, not even a cop, George Zimmerman to be specific, um, when they kill an innocent black man, justice is never served. They live free. Um, they're still on the streets to, you know, do whatever they, they feel is best. And so it's definitely a corrupt system in that sense um, from starting with the police departments, the sheriff's departments, all the way up to the court system, the judicial system, the, um, the I mean, the, the correctional um, system. So those are just really corrupt systems in the United States, definitely across the world. But in the United States specifically, that's where we're we hear about it the most that's where it's more prevalent um and so just the main the main issue of justice never being served even with ample amount of evidence you know back in the day there was there were no people around videotaping so they had that that option to say oh it could have been this or he could have been resisting arrest or he could have had a weapon but now even with people recording it's still not enough to to condemn the white man or to to have justice served or for him to receive a life sentence so that's really where m most of this stems from and this is why most of the black people in america are outraged right now um and so that's really my take on police versus the black man or cops versus the black man um i mean black people period it doesn't have to be black men we saw um, in cases of Sandra Bland, things like that, black women are targeted as well. Not as much as a black man, but definitely still targeted. Um, so I hate to end, to end on such a heavy note. Um, but those were the questions that I received for you guys for episode one. Um, mainly the, the last special segment of the show we'll do a, at the end of the day quote. So, rightfully so... At the end of the day, Black Lives Matter. Alright, so thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share my podcast wherever you you get your podcasts. Also, send your questions to talkingwithtish at gmail.com. That's T-A-L-K-I-N-W-I-T-H-T-I-S-H at gmail.com. And follow the podcast page on instagram and twitter and you guys have a lovely week and i'll talk to you guys next week